me, sales is a combination of, of having your network, presenting your network, combining your network, letting them know each other, combining that with your knowledge, with your perspective on the world. And to me, that's what makes this whole industry so super exciting and interesting. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients, so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Making Sales Social. I'm Bryn Tillman, and I am excited to be here today with my guest, Martin Holtis. He specializes in helping professionals and aspiring thought leaders in the B2B service industry and consultative selling fields to amplify their impact through the power of social and knowledge capital. I love that, knowledge capital. That's better than thought leadership, I think. That's awesome. He teaches how to leverage your social capital for meaningful connections, strategic partnerships, and new business opportunities. Martin also shares his expertise on developing your knowledge capital, teaching you how to turn your unique insights into compelling content that showcases your expertise and establishes you as a go-to authority. Martin, welcome to Making Sales Social. We're excited to have you here today. Bryn, I'm so happy to have this podcast. I've been following your content for over 10 years now. So it's it's such an honor to be in your podcast. And you oh know, after God. that in, after that introduction, even I am like interested in what I'm going to say. So thank you very much for that. Awesome. Well, I am excited at what you have to say as well. You are definitely one of the great thought leaders in the industry. And I can't wait to ask you some deep questions on how to get more engagement and some other things around LinkedIn. But before I jump into that, I ask as you know, all of our guests, what does making sales social mean to you? What I would say, it's it's for me, it's, as, as you already said in the introduction, um, to me, it's a combination of sharing your knowledge, uh, which I called your information capital or your knowledge capital, depending on how you want it, and your social capital. So for me, sales is not... I remember when I started in sales, it was already 20 years ago, a long time ago. And I was working uh, as an account manager, going door to door to talk to people and to ask them if they want to buy my, 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 my stuff, my goods for a company. And so much has changed, of course, which I don't have to tell you or your listeners. Everybody knows that. So for me, it's a combination of, of having your network, presenting your network, combining your network, um, letting them know each other, combining that with your knowledge, with your perspective on the world. And to me, that's what makes this whole industry so super exciting and interesting. Oh, I love that. I think that's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about what is knowledge capital? Tell me first a little bit, like, wh how do you define that? And uh, yeah, let's start there. Yeah, knowledge. sure. Yeah. I, it was interesting because I just, this weekend, I got an email in from Justin, Justin Welsh. He's a famous guy on, on LinkedIn, of course. And he was talking about how you can um, create posts. That, that was not really the point, but what stood out there for me is that he saw a post around personal knowledge management and he didn't know what it was. And that's interesting. Personal knowledge management, it's, it's sort of a new term in, in the industry, I would say. 
and it was made famous by uh, Tiago Forte. He has a course called uh, called uh, Building a Second Brain. Um, and actually, personal knowledge management goes goes way back. But the whole premises of it is that we have a lot of information in this world, and in order for us to make sense of that information, we cannot store that in our brains anymore. You know, that's what we all learned at school. Like you have to uh, read a book or you have to read some stuff and then you have to, well, uh, talk about it or understand what it means. But with so much information going on right now, that doesn't really work anymore because it's too much. Our brains can't, can't manage that. So knowledge management is actually how can you make sense of one the information so first of all collect the information store that information somewhere uh, so for example ideas you have but also podcasts that you listen to books and all those little snippets of information that are relevant for you for example on creating content on linkedin or shared with your with your clients or whatever it is for you uh, that's actually what what that whole system what that whole phrase means I love that. We often similarly call that uh, capturing your genius. 100%. So yeah, right. When you have an idea, write it down. When you talk with a client and you answer a question, write it down. Um, and nowadays go on to Zoom and then record those questions and answers to capture it. So I love that you're focused on this. I think it's it's huge. How do you teach to leverage that knowledge capital, what do you do for, or how do you teach your clients to mm-hmm. now take this knowledge capital and share that thought leadership on social and LinkedIn? Yeah. So, so to me, I've been talking about, for example, personal branding, content, networking for a long time. I, I think that those are the pillars of, of a good LinkedIn strategy amongst, amongst many, of course. But what I what I often call in my in my content training is you you want to avoid at all cost the blinking cursor syndrome, which is like you go to LinkedIn and then you click on post and then it says what do you want to talk about, and it's always like yeah that actually LinkedIn that that's a pretty good question for many people that's hard, so you just told me um, it was a strategy that came from you like get a Zoom recording talk to it and then take the transcript I really really love that one uh, but that's for example one. What you always want is to have a system where you can capture the knowledge, but also manage it. So not only capturing is like part number one. So if you have the capturing of your your um, your Zoom transcript from the, from the Zoom account that you just did, or whatever part of content you have, how to manage it, how to find it back. And what I see in, in the market, when it comes to building a second brain, personal management and all that kinds of stuff, people go crazy. Maybe you've heard of, Notion, Evernote, for example, is also a really famous one. Notion is a famous one. Uh, but for example, also Obsidian. And depending on what you want, you can go super technical, super detailed with, with all kinds of text. And well, I don't even, even understand half of it. But you don't have to do that. For example, we train, I train a lot of corporate clients and they cannot use Notion or Evernote or whatever kind of tool. So all those fancy tips. Is that because their company blocks it? Why can't they use it? Because yeah, exactly. Because the company blocks it. Um, okay. You know, and, and sometimes all the tools that I always recommend are hundred percent safe. But of course, I'm not an IT person, so I, I understand that you have something with with security and stuff like that. But almost everybody can use, for example, Microsoft OneNote, or even use the Notes application on your phone. So there's always a way 
to to capture that information and to to reshare it and to that's what i would say that's the holy grail of this whole personal knowledge management to connect ideas together that's like the most important thing so i love that so i use my notes and and i'm i have an apple computer and an iphone and my notes sync so yeah. i can be out and about and i've got ideas and then they're immediately on my desktop and or my laptop and and that's yeah. great so I, I love that advice i think that's awesome um and you know and even on that on your notes you can click the um microphone and talk to it yeah. so even sometimes when i'm driving i'll actually just talk in my notes about some ideas that are going on and it doesn't affect anything it goes through my bluetooth yeah so yeah, exactly it's pretty let me cool. ask you let me ask you a short question do you Ooh. often use the 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 finding option in notes so for example you have a word social selling or whatever it is to you do you ever use the option to find notes back so I use the, um, is it command F I think to yeah. find. Yeah. yeah. Or control F so, if you have a windows computer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I think, yeah. yeah, I think that's really important. And I will often categorize like prospecting content, something that will come up. So I love that, that you mentioned yeah. that. I think that that's like the Holy grail because capturing your information, that's number one. There are a lot of great tools out there. For example, we were talking about the podcast and you asked me if I listened to it. And of course I listened to this podcast from, from other episodes. The program that I use or the app that I use, and I think it's also for Android right now, it's definitely for iOS. It's called Snipped. It's like Snip and then with a D. And what you can do, especially when you have AirPods, you can just clip little notes of the, uh, of the episode. So for example, I was listening to a podcast with, with, of you and you were ask, you were telling something and I was like, this is really interesting, but I was walking in the forest, enjoying the, the nature. So the only thing that I needed to do is just two times click it and it saved a little audio clip from 30 seconds and the transcript. So that's, for example, one of the things that you can do to find relevant information. Now, what I do then, Let's let's not get too de de technical, but it is in, this might be interesting for you and your and your and your and of course the listeners. What I do then is that it's automatically been sent to Notion, my preferred uh, notes app, um, and it also transcript in there. Now, let's say I am doing research for a client, or I want to create new content. Instead of me going to Google, I go to my Notion or whatever tool you use. This work also works in OneNote. And I just type in what I want to talk about. And then it finds me, for example, the snippet where you talked about this and this and this in combination with a note that I've taken a year before and so on. So this is really interesting if you look at it from a knowledge perspective and really managing and finding and organizing your, your knowledge. Oh, I love that. That, that organizational piece is, is really important because a lot of us capture and forget. We get it 100%. and then it gets lost and we never use it. So I, I love that tip. I think that's that's absolutely brilliant. I'm going to side note this for a second and ask you about sure. what I think is the elephant in the content room, which is ChatGPT. Talk to <laughs> me about your thoughts around this, how you would leverage it authentically or inauthentically. No, tell me. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit about uh, a little bit about your thoughts around that. Yeah. So, well, 
as 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 many people i was like stunned with jet gpt i i remember using ai like half a year or sorry one and a half year ago and i was really like this is nothing and then i remember in november i gave a content session and i was talking about i found this pretty nice tool it's called something open ai you have to create an account and then go here and here and here and blah 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 but then you had the ai playground which was like i think the right. the yeah it was it was just before ChatGPT. so when it comes to ChatGPT, i think it's an incredible tool i use it all the time let's 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 uh let's say that first but what i think is happening in the world right now is that the perspective that you have on information is getting more and more important because what happened is the barrier of creating great content that's almost well down to zero you know if if you know a little bit of prompting on ChatGPT, you can you can create great content but what it cannot do well at least yet yeah. <laughs> is read your, your mind <laughs> read your mind um so what i would do when it comes to ChatGPT, you know play around do your thing create content whatever it is but always look at it from the perspective that you have because you are in that case of course unique with your experience your point of view the combination that's why i save all those notes the combination of different insights and that's really hard for now to get out of ChatGPT. and of course we don't know what the future brings but uh, yeah that that's one that i would definitely recommend to everybody find out how you can be more clear on the perspective you have on your industry or the business or whatever it is for you. I love that. How do you feel about people taking the, all these notes that they're taking in one note or notion or notes as I take them, sticking them in chat GPT and saying, Hey, write a 2000 character blog post based on this, these notes. Yep. I, I was just this weekend. It, it's, it's finally, yeah. I'm, I'm from the Netherlands. Some of you might've already heard it on my accent, but finally just we have some, little. just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we have finally had some great weather. So I was sitting in the sun and I was just, and I was talking, thinking about, let me do some prompting on chat GPT. So I am definitely all for it. Capture your notes, capture your ideas. When you're in the car, please keep your eyes on the road, but capture it with, with your Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. With your voice notes, then put it into JetGPT, let it write, do all that kind of stuff, but then go through it and say like, hey, is this actually what it, really what I want to say? Mm. And what I see happening is that many people just copy paste, boom, and we have a blog post, great. But I would say, well, spend some more time and, and see like, is this really what I want to say? Is this really how I can be serving my 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 audience my clients with with my knowledge the best way yeah so that's interesting so he, that when you do that you're you're sharing your voice not chat gpt's voice a mm. little bit more so i love that idea the other thing that comes to mind is if you really want to be that thought leader out there you have to say something that they haven't heard before yep. and if it's coming from chat gpt it's out there yeah. So your perspective needs to be a new one. So I love yep. that. I, you know, based on what you said, um, that makes so much sense. So I absolutely love this. So, 
So now we've got all this content out there. Why are people not sharing it and engaging? <laughs> people always get stunned when I say this, but actually it's, it's really dangerous to put content out there and, and to comment on posts. And what I mean by that is that when you share content, you could get rejection, of course, depending on what you share, let's keep it professional, but you know, depending on what you do and mm -hmm. for our memorable brains, rejection equals death. And many people don't realize that, like it's our instinct that whenever somebody rejects you, your brain detects this as this is like life threatening. And of course I'm exaggerating a bit because if somebody on the street doesn't like you, well, that's way less important than when, for example, your boss or your colleagues or your partner doesn't like you. There's right. a completely different situation, but that's number one. So I would say you, you have to work a bit more, on, if that's the case, work a bit more on your resilience. Because if you share really thought leadership, you also have to take a, take a stand. You have to stand for your opinion. And that means that sometimes you can, of course, in a uh, professional way, but offend people. And I'm not talking about offending people because you want to offend them, but if you have a different opinion, well, somebody could say like, well, maybe I, I, I don't agree with you and great, man, let's have a discussion about it because we can learn uh, from, from each other, but that's number one. Um, and number two, I think when you overcome that, it's really hard to keep those ideas flowing uh, and to consistently come up with new angles, new topics. And I see the way myself as well, you know, I talk about the stuff, my, I have my library full of great content ideas and still it's hard to create that content. Um, so many, I think there are many different things, but those two will stand out. Like the one that nobody is focused on, nobody notices because of course nobody thinks like, Hey, you don't like my post. And you tell me like, Hey, Martin, I really don't like your post. Sorry. I disagree. Nobody, you won't die from that, of course, but mm -hmm. it's really interesting to see how your, how your memo brain detects like, oh, people don't like me. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm in danger. Yeah. It's great. I, I, yeah. So when it comes to engaging, I think mm -hmm. um, if they do engage, we get a lot of great posts, good insights. What would you say is a good engagement? What is a good engagement strategy? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good one. First of all, also like <laughs> really, really strange uh, tip, but I would not go to your home feed. Me either. So all right, great, Bryn. So we, we, we agree on that. No, don't go to the home feed, people. Feel free to scroll around. But if you want to leverage LinkedIn, please don't. So I have, and you, of course, have as well. I follow hashtags. I have bookmarks on specific um, topics I want to follow. I have those lists with people that I want to follow. I have Sales Navigator, uh, where I have a, a specific home feed with only news from leads and so on. So many different options. And I completely forgot about your question. No, Sorry. That, that's okay, but, but it's, it's, no, 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 and and I'm not sure I remember mine either. But um, you know, it's a, a the, I guess it's around the engagement strategy, like ringing yeah. the bells of people, and then when you see their content show up, like that kind of thing. Look, look, yeah. If you were to say, you know, you're you're sharing with our listeners maybe the three to five steps of a good content engagement strategy. Yeah. So first of all, uh, thank you. And I remember the question. First of all, I would take two, three topics max. We, most of the times we overcomplicate, like we want to be known on 15 different topics because then we got a lot of inter, uh, we got a lot of posts in often it's way too much. So decide on 
well, let's, let's, for those of you that cannot choose, let's take five max, but I would prefer you to go for two or three topics that you want to be known for. Go search for those topics on LinkedIn, uh, just with the search option, see if there are hashtags about it. Maybe you have a specific topic in mind, maybe ask ChatGPT, like, hey, related to this topic, are there other topics that I could search for? So find your, uh, find the topics that are interesting for you. Then um, I would say another important one, is building your routines. So start engaging with it on a specific time if that works for you. So mm -hmm. one of the things that, that's hard for many people is to stay consistent on LinkedIn. Actually, that's also something I'm always struggling with. But staying consistent on LinkedIn, you can do it in two ways, or it's already in your system. So you do it like you don't have to think about it. But if not, I always say schedule like five to 10 minutes a day if you start with this, start with five to 10 minutes a day, block your, your calendar. So say, I don't know, after lunch, I'm going to spend 10 minutes on LinkedIn, uh, interacting with interesting posts until it's in your system, until you don't think about it anymore. It becomes a habit. Why, yeah, it becomes yeah. a habit. And why, why 10 minutes? Because there's no excuse not to do it. We all have 10 minutes in a day. If you make a content strategy, which would take you, for example, 30 minutes a day or an hour a day, definitely 100%, it will bring you lots of results, but you have to do it consistently and you have to do it over a long period of time. And then it becomes really hard if you have to take an hour out of your day. So if you start with 10 minutes and then maybe grow to 20 and 30 and so on, that's, that's, that's way or better. Or even split it up 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes after lunch, 10 minutes before you leave. Exactly. And now you've got 30 minutes. Yeah, I love that. I think that's yeah. an awesome way to look at that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I played and around. Right. I, we waste 10 minutes all day long. Like, we yeah. Just, you know, the, uh, I don't know how many times I get up to get a cup of coffee. If I'm like, every time I get a cup of coffee, <laughs> I have to put 10 minutes in on LinkedIn. But coffee is important, Bryn. Coffee is very important. <laughs> I, I love that. You know, I agree with you. The free LinkedIn homepage is a black hole of time sucker. So from what you're talking about, when you go in topics, but also people, who are your prospects? Who's in the industry? And I'm a big fan now of ringing the bell of company pages. You follow them mm. and ring the bell and yep. of people. So now when you're going to, I tell our clients, spend a lot of time in notifications. Yep. If you've Definitely. rung enough bells, you're getting the content to engage on there. And it's very specific, similar to Sales Navigator, where all you're getting are leads and accounts that you've saved. You can do this a little bit now in the free LinkedIn in a way that you couldn't a few months back. So um, yeah, and that, that, that's a really interesting one that I always recommend people to, to, to use, you know, and, and for those of you that like to spend time in your home feed, by all means, do your thing. But Try to, for example, I sometimes I sometimes mute posts. Like I know that's not interesting for me. I just mute it. But don't count on the homepage to serve you with with really great posts. You know, uh, use the right. tactics that you told that you talked about. Of of course, use Sales Navigator, use Bookmarks, whatever is relevant for you. One of the other things now, and I think you mentioned this, but I'm just gonna from a tactical perspective from the folks listening is you can search those hashtags and posts of your first degree connection. So you can really drill down in the free LinkedIn. You can really mm. drill down to find the right content to engage on. I, I, we're going a little long, but I'm loving this conversation. So I'm just going to quickly ask you, 
How would you use or recommend using ChatGPT with commenting? Mm -hmm. I tried a tool, you know, there was a little plugin that, that generated like a comment. I didn't like it. Um, ah. what, I, what I sometimes do though, is I take the posts. So I just copy the whole post. I drop it into ChatGPT. I create a prompt for it. Like, hey, ChatGPT, read the text, come up with two great uh, angles on me to comment on, blah, 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 blah. What it comes up with is like 80% correct, which most of the times is, but it gives me like a, an idea of, oh, yeah, that's the I angle that, that I want to take. And then I just go to the comment section and I just type it all out. So I don't copy from ChatGPT, but I use ChatGPT to, to help me come up with different angles. Or for example, I'm talking about like, hey, I want to take the angle of well, what we talked about, for example, knowledge management. This is what I mean by knowledge management, please come up with five ideas or three ideas to comment on this post. But especially with, with, with the comment strategy, it has to be authentic. You know, Thank it's the you. same a little bit yeah. with like the LinkedIn bots, you know, great post, great post, great post, love it, love it, love it. So um, yeah, when it comes to the content, uh, comment strategy, always go for the authentic one, you know, be, be honest, share your Thank opinion. You. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, as we're kind of coming in for a landing, um, is there, my last question is, is there a question I forgot to ask you that you'd like to answer? Oh, well, there are like tons of apps that I would like to share, but I think we covered already a lot, Bryn. Um, yeah. All right, give I us think your top three apps that you haven't mentioned yet. Hmm, that's an interesting one. Um, oh, that's a hard one. I would go for... Let me see. I would go for Readwise, Notion, and one that we didn't talk about yet. Then it was Readwise read, Reader. All right. So let me explain for those of you that are wondering, like, what is he talking about? One of the things that you can do is use an app. It's called Readwise. And they have two uh, different sort of plans. Readwise is known for drawing in uh content from different places so for example the podcast app that i just talked about snipped uh, but also for example um my amazon kindle when i highlight a text in an ebook it automatically sends it to notion so this is what readwise can do so it it, it integrates like different kind of apps and sends it all to one central place for me that's notion again this could be any different tool that you want Love so that's yeah, so that's step number one. So Readwise, then Notion, of course. Um, Notion is just a website or, or an app. Uh, I think I have almost everything in it. I use it for content creation. I use it for projects. I use it for, well, my knowledge base. I have my, everything that I read and uh, save comes into Notion. And then what we were talking about before, I use the finder option. So I'm not really worried about like, what's the structure? I have some structure in there, but I really trust on finding interesting information whenever I need to. And then the last one, Readwise now has Readwise Reader. So it's from the same company, but it's a different project uh, product. And what that is, it's like a combination of a RSS reader. It's a little bit an, so it a, a classic. In, it's curating. It's curating. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so an RSS feed. Feedly is an important or an, uh, a famous one. Google Reader used to be one now, so they have one. But what they do is they also included a bookmarking tool. What they also included is AI. 
So whenever I save, for example, this is really great. Whenever I save an article, it already makes a summary out of it. And I can just click on it and say like, what's in this article? It's and that's reader. Yeah, it's Readwise Reader. Readwise Reader. Yeah. Readwise Reader. That's awesome. It, yeah, yeah. So those would be the top three that I would say, maybe a bit technical, but if you spend a little time on it, it's pretty straightforward, pretty easy to uh, to find out how it works. I love this. So tell our listeners, how can they get a hold of you? Um, LinkedIn is like the best place. Uh, LinkedIn.com, of course, Martijn Holtus. It's with a J, so a little bit, um, and, uh, many people uh, are like, is that like the Dutch version of M Martin? Uh, so yeah, it is. So Martijn Holtus. Um, so LinkedIn is the best place. I have a website, martijnholtus.com, but it's for now, I'm working on the translation, but it's now, for, for now, it's all still in Dutch. So LinkedIn would be the place to be. Uh, all my content is in English. My profile is, of course, in English. So that will be the most relevant place for people to find me and, uh, well, follow my content, I would say. This was great. I'm so glad I got to meet you. We met, I think, because you shared content that I was intrigued by. And so mm -hmm. I'm excited how that works. Or you may, that's how you came into my world um, from my perspective. And uh, what you brought here today was really wonderful. So I thank you. So everyone, go follow and connect with Martina and watch and engage on his content. And so what, you know, as we close this out, I just want to say to everyone out there, when you are out and about, don't forget to make your sales social. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.